Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and this is the one where we're going to look at uh, the current international break and the Manchester United, the Latics fixture coming up this weekend. Round the table this evening we have Paul, good evening Paul. Evening Barry. We have Dan, good evening evening, Dan. Good evening. Once again we have Dan. Good evening. Dave. How do And tonight we're joined by a first timer, Gareth. How are you doing Gareth? Fine, thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, I mean, I'll start with you, if you don't mind, Gareth. Um, international break, what do you think? Good thing, bad thing? Has it, has it helped us, would you say, with Borsagur and, and one or two injuries, MacArthur? Or is, is it a disruption so, so early in the season? I think you can look at both sides of it. Yeah, it certainly helped with the injury situation. Uh, apparently, uh, MacArthur's going to be back with his back trouble sort of clearing up. Borsagur is a big possibility for the United game. So I think it really will help us. Right, good, good, yeah. Um, MacArthur, Scottish lad, Saturday last week, Dave, one of our uh, stalwarts, our skipper, made his 50th appearance for Scotland. Uh, so, top of, yeah, 50th cap he got against oh, uh, against Serbia. They drew nil apiece. Did he, did he catch any of the game at all? I didn't not? catch no. any of the game. You're asking the wrong one here. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, anybody anybody see it? I, I watched the whole game. I'm yeah. half Scottish, so I feel like I sort of have to. Um, and it was it was pretty dreadful. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It, it was fairly hopeless. Carlo played in midfield, which was bizarre. He did, didn't he? It was like a, an old midfield role. Yeah. Well, he almost he morphed into a playmaker. Sounded bizarre. He was the most creative player on the pitch. I, I listened to most of the commentary. I was at Southport Airshow, so I had something else to distract me from the the, the dire aspects of the game. But he sounded like a pretty good game in midfield. Carlo was probably the best player yeah. on the pitch. I mean, he played he, just behind Charlie Adamu. We, we saw his debut for, for Stoke a couple of weeks ago and honestly he was, he was absolutely horrific mm. uh, for Scotland. I think he had 17 corners, don't think he found a Scottish head with one. One, th- was, one thing that surprised me about that game was the lack of uh, Sean Maloney. Yeah, he didn't mm. play even a minute. No. He made up for that yeah, uh, on Tuesday night. He, yeah. he started against Macedonia and was by far and away the best player on the pitch yeah. in blue. Yeah. But it didn't help he was playing with 10 other fairly inept performers. Yeah, well, Jordan Rhodes, I thought when he came on against uh, Serbia, he, he looked a little bit sharpish, mm. compared to Kenny Miller. It's not saying much though, is it? Well, I no. Mean, I think no. all of us around this table are probably sharper than Kenny Miller. Well, I don't know, looking <laughs> around this table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you see any of it, Dan? Did you see any of the games? No. I, di- <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't see any of the Scotland games. Yeah. I saw both of the England games. All right, what, what did you make of them then? Ah, well, it was really comfortable on Saturday. Um, Obviously, the highlight of the game is Leighton Baines' goal. Yeah. Forget everything else that happened. Right. That might as well be the only thing that happened. Um, because Moldova, they weren't that great. They were terrible, in fact, I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, for England to be a goal up rather than a goal down after two minutes was, was a big shock, weren't you? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I was late putting, putting the TV on. And I turned the TV on just as uh, Lampard was stepping up. And I thought, whoa, what's going on here? So, uh, yeah, I, so I thought to myself, Moldova... But the last thing I remember about Moldova is uh, Prince Michael of Moldova, who appeared in Dynasty in 1982. I mean, and that, and that is it, you know. So this is what we're dealing with. So and what, it, you know, it was, and it should have been pretty much like a practice match, really, a kicker. Yeah, because if you can't beat teams like that five nothing, then you, know. you can't yeah. judge England against Moldova. They're, no. they're one of the worst teams I've seen play for yeah. a very long time. The, the problem is people do, and and. Yeah they allow results like that to get their expectations up. Now when you come up against an half-decent side... Like Ukraine. Like Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. So what did you make of that one? 
I thought we were fairly good in the first half, but we kind of struggled. However, the thing that damned us, I think, was lack of finishing. In particular, cleverly, next Wigan man, obviously, this Wigan Athletic Focus podcast, looking straight at the Wigan men. Yeah. Um, Baines went off in the second half. Um, was he replaced by Welbeck? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Ryan But Welbeck. left backs at 1 0 down with 10 minutes to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Hodgson logic. Uh, and then Welbeck's introduction, I think that had a big impact on the game, turning it back in England's favour. We could have pinched it at the end. Uh, Welbeck sending off, Paul? Did you notice Gerard sending off? Uh, I saw it. Um, I didn't see the actual offences. Um, I saw it gone. And then I saw that he's going to miss the mighty San Marino. Yeah. So, to be honest, it was minutes from the end. He's going to miss the game against yeah. the pub team, so it's going to make absolutely <laughs> might as well get out of the way. Yeah. Mm. But rather than carrying a boot in on and right. from, but I, I thought it was a nothing challenge anyway. It, it, probably just a free kick, not a, not, not a booking. Well, looking at some of the free kicks that the ref had given earlier in the game, I mean, it was it was really harsh on the elbows. Right. So. Yeah, it kind of made sense. Right. So anyway, so we had uh, obviously Norm MacArthur there uh, playing for Scotland, as uh, Gareth mentioned. He, he was resting his back, and John Borsajor didn't make the trip to Chile. Uh, but we have Maloney uh, played one game. Caldwell played two games. Anthony Alcaraz he uh, he played twice as Paraguay for Paraguay. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw saw this or seen the result. The first game they played against Argentina, and he was he was up against Lionel Messi. <laughs> um, you might have guessed the Argentines come out three one in, you know, in front, uh, and then they played again against Venezuela last Tuesday. So, do you think that's going to have any effect on him? I mean, he's, he's travelled a long way. That he's played two intense games. He's lost them both. Paraguay in the last local park all looks half a decent side. I mean, they stormed through through the uh, through, through the uh, group stage. Thank you. <laughs> they in the group stages to qualify. Didn't they finish top of uh, the Brazil's group? Uh, top <coughs> well, they so will be in Brazil's group, groups. No, I meant, I meant in the qualifying well, the quali- stage. The actual pre-qualifying. Yeah, because yeah, all yeah. the South American clubs are in the same yeah, teams are in the same group, group aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that might be a little bit of a blow, but he doesn't look like the type of player that, that actually takes this sort of thing on board to me. He's always chilled and laid back, sometimes yeah. a little did, bit too much. Did they play either of the games at home? Do you know? They played one or two. They played Argentina away and they played uh, against Venezuela in Assumption. Paraguay is pretty high up. Well, yeah. they play not as, as much as some South American countries, but they, they play their own games at altitude. Assumption, so it is, isn't it? Though, it is yeah. quite, a, I think it's at least a thousand metres above sea level. Yeah. Um, so it might have a bit of an effect. Bit of, it's unfortunate that was the Tuesday game that they played at home because yeah. it is going to naturally tie you a bit more. It's a really, really long way to, to travel. Yeah. We had someone over the Atlantic last week, didn't we? Um, it, yeah, I mean, jet lag's not a nice thing to go through. No, it takes two or three days. I mean, I mean, the thing was, I was there for a fortnight, so we, only having done there a week and having worked night shifts for a week at a time in the past. Um, it's very hard work at the point where you're doing it, but then you can sometimes get back into your more natural rhythm fairly quickly, so it might not be too bad, but it, it is a long trek. I, I can't imagine they're going sat in the back of the cattle like I was, but it's mm. a long trek and it's tiring. I mean, yeah. they, they will be, the standard flights coming from that part of the world will hit Manchester, assuming they've come into Manchester, in the early morning, and unless you get some sleep on that flight, you're absolutely cream crackers. 
So Alcaraz is it's a good good chance of going to be knackered. I mean, luckily enough, Carlo Malone, Scotland had two home fixtures, didn't they? So so they're not. I mean, it's only the M6, isn't it? So that's not too bad. James McCarthy, Gareth. I mean, he got his first. I find this hard to believe it, actually. He got his first competitive start for the Republic on Tuesday night. They beat Kazakhstan uh, 2-1. No, on Tuesday, sorry. That was on Friday. On Tuesday, they actually faced Oman at Fulham. Mm, they did. And they, play, and they had Ali in, uh, in goals, didn't they? They did. They did. And I'm looking on my piece of paper to find out what the result was. They lost 4-1. Yeah. Oman lost 4-1, yeah. Oh, sorry. 4-1. Yeah, there was a United lad scored for the Republic. Robbie Brady. Robbie Brady, who McCarthy rates quite highly, doesn't he? He said he's, he's yeah. quite a good player. I haven't had the opportunity to see the international games because I've been on nights yeah. in the last few mm. days. But having read the reports in the paper, certainly McCarthy has yeah. played very well. He's, yeah. he's got rave reviews, certainly the reports I've read anyway. What do you think of him this season? I mean, for me, before you, you jump in, McCarthy, for me, is, is an absolutely top draw player I see things in him what are so mature for such a, a young lad um, I think he's going to be an outstanding professional and have a superb career so that's why I was a little bit surprised I know there's been one or two issues with him uh, but I'm still surprised that that was his first competitive full cap you know so what, what do you make of him Gareth? It's an easy answer but I totally agree with you actually yeah. uh, I also think he's a very good very competitive player, there's no doubt about it. There's a big future ahead for him. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Great stuff, great stuff. Right, uh, Dave, uh, your, your old mate, Aruna Kone. Yeah. Uh, been out of the international fold for four years. So, club in our hands, because we've got the African Cup of Nations coming up and we're thinking, you know, he's an Ivory Coast international, we don't want him going off in January. That's right. Unfortunately for us, he played, <laughs> he got selected for the squad. And he, he came on the pitches, they beat Senegal uh, last week, they won 4-2. For the last 15 minutes he came. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. But still, he showed his face into him. One thing he said about it, got reading his quotes, he said, it's the same team as when I was here before. That's Nobody's right. yeah. changed, yeah. you know. So yeah. so what do we think? I mean, it's always good to have, to have your players getting international recognition, but is it something we could do without, do you think? Uh, you, you know my views on it. I, I really, I, I don't want any of them playing in sort of like these internationals, etc, etc. Because of the simple fact that we haven't got the depth of squad like United or Chelsea or Arsenal or any of these people. They can bring someone in of equal calibre. We generally have one of each. Yeah. So if one gets injured, then we have a problem. And Kone is, to me, is going to be one of the great hopes for this season, in I'm, my opinion. I'm going to back you up there, Dave, because I... I I completely agree because every time they're off on international duty, I'm as, as you are crapping <laughs> myself that one of them don't come back. Mm. But Mohamed Diame goes off to the African Cup of Nations, best player of the season up to that point. Absolute, get your money on him for for all the awards. Look what happened. I know. I, I you know, we say we haven't got the strength, the, the strength in depth of squad. The better players, as it turned out, were actually not even getting a game in that squad. The self so same thing. Works in a funny way, game. but. Yeah. Much as I've given you evidence to say that you're wrong, I completely agree yeah. with you. <laughs> was it, was it the Swansea game last year when we were missing some people, was it? But I mean, it, it's it's, uh, it's one of those unnecessary things. I mean, it's it's great oh, yeah. fun. It's it's can I say it's a bit of a diversion for the players. But as far as day to day running of the club, it's not good. It's not good. No, well, Martinez pulls his hair, doesn't he? Be warned. Yeah. Oh, he's saying, oh, this isn't good. I mean, we talked about it last week, saying that. It, it was an idea of his to put the, the Premier League fixtures back. 
Yeah. But the problem is then, I think what we'd get is the international managers try and keep the players a, another day longer, so it's, it just doesn't work, does Not it? Not only that, Sky wouldn't like it, would they? Well, FIFA, UEFA, then maybe If you put the fixtures back en masse to the Sunday, it might not, you know, Sky wouldn't really have any grounds to complain because they do that last game of the season, don't they? Yeah, well, to football first would be a little bit dull, wouldn't it? That mm. uh, evening. Stick some golf on. <laughs> you put golf on the telly any time of the day, any time of the year. Is any, I mean, look at the first team as we've been away. Is anybody, anybody else anything to say about, I don't know, you've, you've got some notes on that. Is anybody, uh, you know... Because there's one thing that really struck me when I was doing a bit of looking and reading about the internationals this week was our young Slovakian striker, Filip Osula. I mean, he's been away with Slovakia under 21. They've won two qualifying games for the under 21 uh, tournament in the summer. They played France away 2 1. He scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely battered Kazakhstan 6 0. And again, he scored. I mean, I've not seen him play, so I can't really comment on him. But it, this is a lad who, who was at City for a while, couldn't quite settle, went to 20 Enchieda, and then this is where we're going from. I mean, what do we think of him? Do you think he's going to be one for the future? Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's done. I think he's done quite well for the reserves by all accounts. He's banged two goals in. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's scored in pre-season as well, but yeah. he's on trial. Uh, Against Stockport. Yeah, so I mean, hey, he was on a free transfer, you can't knock that, can you? Yeah. If he turns out to be half decent, we've got ourselves a bargain. If not, yeah, he's only 19 as well. He's playing for the under 21. He's sure. got plenty of time to develop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've not anything necessarily to add to that. He just <laughs> went <laughs> over and above what I was going to say. But I'll just say he, I hope he doesn't end up like the two Polish lads. Ah, uh, yeah, the two Thomases. I yeah. thought you were going to come out with your catchphrase. There, he's the next cab on the rank. The next cab on the rank. You can edit this in. Yeah. <laughs> he's the next cab on the rack. <laughs> I mean, the thing with this is, I mean, even if he doesn't quite make the first team, if he turns out to be a cracking player, there's always a resale value. Yeah. You know, you yeah. sell him to a championship. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not as much Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's, uh, again, some credit to our scouting system that we've picked, picked him up, that we've, you know, we're aware of, of this line. Do, does anybody know if he played any first team games for 20 last season? I don't think he did. I th- he only joined them later in the season, didn't he? They've got quite a strong squad as well, so. Yeah. So that's the internationals done and dusted. Well, are we happy with how they've turned out? Are we, yeah, on the old? Completely <laughs> disinterested. Yeah, yeah. I know when so. Right. I, I, I'll again go back to Dave's point. I'm happy. Everybody's come back in one piece. Mm. Well, and, 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 we hope so. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that is the result as far as internationals go. One thing to bridge the gap between what we've just been talking about and what we are going to talk about Man United have had a terrible, terrible. Mm. International break because they've had a lot of injuries yeah. in the last week. It's brilliant. Kaga was exactly. He's, really he's well, the one that I was going to say. Yeah. Kaga was got his, his yeah. back. He's in real. He's in big trouble with his back. Yeah. Well, Bradley, he can't put any, any weight on it at all. Because oh, I was going to mention him. Ready was I was coming. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If both him and uh, Miyachi are on the field at the same time, <laughs> it could be the first time that two Japanese players have come face to face against each other in the Premier League. Uh-huh. So. There could be a big doubt on that. It yeah. could be a bonus for us, I suppose. Van Persie, he had to... That's not as bad as it, as it looks. He came up at half-time, but apparently yeah. it's nowhere near as bad as it Was that a competitive game, or was that a friendly? Uh, I think it was a competitive game. It was, yeah, they won 4-1, didn't they? Yeah. Did they win 4-1? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Rooney's out, of course, isn't yeah. it? 
Liz Rodelega did us a favour there, she'll yeah, be saying that really, but <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Hugo. Phil Jones is having a knee operation, so he's gone, so they've got, they've got no centre-backs. That's a pity. Yeah. Oh, I do like Phil Jones. Do you? Well, he's a nice lad, but... No, I think, he, I think he'll be a good player. Yeah, he is a good player, but... but they, they've got no centre-backs, Michael yeah. Carrick's going to play there probably on Saturday. But, uh, but Carrick played there last time we played them at their place, didn't they? Mm, well, I think uh, we're better than we were then. Alright. And uh, did I mention Rooney were out? I did, yeah. yeah. Evra, I mean the, the strong rumours, is he's is going to be dropped? I think Evra's probably one of the better left backs in the Premier League for me. Uh, His form's been on the slide for a long time though, hasn't mm. he? He has been, hasn't he? They were saying, I was listening to something over the weekend, they were saying that he's he's dipping from where he was, he's, he's not what he was. He was dreadful against Southampton, he was at fault for, well, at, the very, at the very least, Southampton's first goal. Right. Do yeah. I think the cracks are actually appearing in Man U, like the other teams? Mm. I think the squad's creaking, I yeah. for a long time. So they're saying this, it's 1998 though, aren't they? Well, well they are, yeah. This know, is the year after they won the European Cup. This is Cup. the first time where I thought that Man United squad really is, that they could slip yeah. down the league a lot more than people do think. Uh, well, I mean, it's the lack yeah. of money is really, really biting at that club. Yeah, and the, the elephant in the room is the Ferguson health situation he looks all right at the moment but you know he's, he's not a young lad is he man he's always been that color hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's supposed, maybe it's supposed to have to get our points at old trafford do you think yeah. Yeah. what a day that'd be yeah be, so what is one box we've yet to tick in it well i mean i was gonna gonna mention this at, at the end uh but how many games have we played at old trafford 12, 13, something like that. Is it 13, 14, 13? This will be alright, will it? This will be alright, so we've played seven. And how many goals have we scored there? What have we scored? One. 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 Yeah, in the 2006 7 season. Yeah. And that's it. The results are reading upwards from all 5 6. 4 0, 3 1. 4 0, 1 0. 5 0, 2 0. 5 0. Goodness. Thrashings. Thrashings. 5 0 wasn't a thrashing, was it? I'm. I'm it pains me that. Well, <laughs> I get one of them every week. No, my eyes, my eyes are looking because he ruined that game by sending yeah. Connor Salmon off. For oh, yeah, it was yeah, one nil, yeah. and we were growing in confidence and starting to come back into that game, and then buff the whole thing's gone mm. um, without sending off for nothing because it's going to affect the mentality yeah. of the rest of the team. The Reds go down. That's where your five goals come. Who from. was it sent him off? Phil Jones. Yeah. Luckily yeah. enough, we've got Michael Oliver on Saturday, but Phil Jones is the fourth official. Yeah. Well, you've got to hope yeah. Fergie doesn't bring him off the bench, haven't you? But remember, <laughs> we always play 97 minutes when we play at Old Trafford, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah. So, how do we see it going? What, what do you think? How can you see it going, uh, Gareth? I mean, they're on form this season. You've played one game, mm-hmm. beat Fulham 3 2, and I think they were very lucky in that game, to be honest with you. They were. Yeah. the match of the day highlights it yeah. but yeah and like I said before it's time to get our first points at Old Trafford as yeah. far as I'm concerned yeah. and on the prediction table I put us down for a draw I think we can do it right I hope we can do it anyway well I, th- I think in past season I've read out the results there we had that little in- intimidation factor crept in when we played the big guys especially United they seem to have that that really big hoodoo over us and not only did we get hammered, we always played crap. There's only one one game where I think we played well. That was the the Eskizaki game, and and, and, and we were very unlucky to to, to uh, get beaten one 0 But we've come over that. We're over that now, aren't we? Yeah. 
I think the way we performed against them at the DW last year and filled out again, you know, yeah. disallowed a goal that for me should have been a goal. Yeah, when, goal. Yeah. I mean, Paul says a good statement though, we scored two goals to win 1-0. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, um, I watched the, I don't know if you watched the Monday Night Football, the Arsenal game, but before the game, uh, Gary Neville did an analysis on the Wigan-Manchester United game. Did you see it? Yeah. Yes. Look at this, the way that we're going to overrun Manchester United in, in the midfield. He said, and, he said, and I don't say that lightly, and it doesn't happen. He said, Wigan were fabulous, you know. Mm -hmm. He said, and he made Ferguson, and it shows a clip of Ferguson talking to Rooney to sort of change it round, to change the system and restack the midfield. And it didn't work, which we were still better than them. Mm. That's true, isn't yeah. it? Oh, you, you raised yeah. about it as well. That the line, line, didn't you? the yeah. commentary on the radio, I think it was the radio commentary rather than Gary, I watched the Gary whole thing, but I'm trying to remember which was which. Um, and they were saying that Ferguson was in his technical area within seven minutes of the start. And you could tell that he knew right from the off in that game that we were the better side. And to be fair to him, I ate him in certain areas, but he came out and gave us every credit after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give him credit on, on the fact that he either usually sends his assistant in when he's, they've lost, or he has some excuse about refereeing decisions or yeah. whatever. But he actually said after that game, Wigan are in a false yeah. position. Well, he was a lot more magnanimous than what. Uh, well, I know well, that's a big word. Yeah. He's a, yeah. yeah. a lot more magnanimous than what uh, Wenger was after he'd done Arsenal. Oh, right? yeah. Mm. yeah. And Van Persie. Yeah. yeah. Or so. King Kenny when it comes to it. Yeah. Mm. We did we did them, didn't we? We did them, and that got that monkey off our back, and, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're going we're gonna to go on. So, do you see any dangers, Dave? Yeah, we're going to lose 4 0. <laughs> two reasons to say that yeah, okay. one if we'd have been playing them at the end of last season yeah. when we were playing fantastic I would have had us down for a sneaky 1-0 okay. you know but uh, there's a lot of things one they've got injured pride two they're at home yeah. you know three it's a very intimidating place to go and play and four we're not quite playing as well as we did last at the end of last season it's not quite yeah. on song yet because I mean you look at the way we played Stoke really we, we should have gone away with that 3-4-0 but we just let them in we just gave them too much room and if we do that at United yeah but they're, they're not playing like I mean they, they went to Everton and lost yeah and they made Everton look like a good side my second point is though I'm a bit like the guy on talk sport or whatever I've not got one right this season Oh, well, you keep predicting against So, yeah. I'm predicting 4 nil. Are you happy with that? Yes. Yeah. Right, good. Well, I mean, I was just saying to the, uh, Dave Verdan that, like, United went to Everton, made Everton look like a good side, come away, they lost. They struggled against Fulham, they shouldn't have won that game. And then Southampton, I mean, same thing again. I know yeah. they missed a penalty, but even so, and it took a Van Persie hat-trick to, yeah. to see Southampton. They're not the team they were, are they? No. So, surely we've got a chance. Absolutely, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic as I always am. Yeah. So most of the time that's more hope than anything against Man United though. But this time, seeing as what we've just discussed about them having the injuries, not playing as good as perhaps they would like to be, maybe there is a chance. And I would say, I would be happy with the point, but there's, I have a sneaking suspicion that we might nick it. Well, I mean, I'd be happy with the point. Would anybody not be happy with the point? I'd be happy with the job. Yeah, if you have to be going away to one of them yeah. top yeah. sides, you've got to be happy with yeah. anything you come away with. Yeah, so, uh, we'll, so we, we go there, Dan, and we get a point. Where's, where's that going to leave us for the rest of the season, do you think, then? Is that going to be the catalyst to, 
you know, to, to, to push us on. I hope, hopefully, yeah, because I, mean, I think we all sort of sensed last season when when we beat Liverpool, everybody thought, you know what, we we deserve to be here. We we can go on and stay up, and well, everybody knows what happened after that. Mm-hmm. I think if they if they go to Man United, get a point where they've never they've never been close to getting a point mm-hmm. before now, they can they can only look back on that and think, you know what, maybe this is the season where we can kick on and get what we. We've all, all wanted probably for years just a boring mid-table season. Just yeah. finish twelfth. Yeah, yeah. That'll be perfect. 12th. And I think you know what? I think if if you do get a point, and again I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I think it is more about the performance rather than a result against these sort of teams. If they can go there and play well, even if they do get beaten, if they play well, they can take yeah. huge positives from that and go into a run of fixtures which is probably a little bit a little bit more winnable than trips yeah. to Old Trafford. Well, we're a bit different now than what we used to be, though. I remember when Jules, the manager, we used to go, it was containment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, let's try and beat, get beat four rather than five. Yeah, and, yeah. And no, it's a little bit different. It is a bit different. Mm. With, with that in mind, Paul, do you, do you see that as, as, as a step in the right direction? Yeah, I think one of the great things with Roberto is that you can see the master plan going right, you know, provided we, we can keep enough players together. You can see the, the, the strategy and the master plan going an awful long way. Whereas with your containment type football, you know, you can see that's going to do you a good job of getting you away from the bottom three, but then you come to the point where you sort of ask the question, how do we make it some how do we make it better from there? Because you kind of have to deconstruct what you build up to start again and, and go forward. I think you know, Tony Pulis tried it a little bit at Stoke, didn't he, and, and tried to bring in one or two ball players. You lose the strength then, and then he's like gone back, reverted back to the the thuggy people. I think that that is something that we have to give Roberto Martinez enormous credit for because before I think before he came on the scene and when every manager we've had in the Premier League so so far before him was it was almost like we were little Wigan. We were we were here just as a novelty. We didn't expect to be here. Everything everything that we did was an absolute bonus. When Martinez has come in, he's almost changed the way the club feels about it. It's almost as if we now belong. We are a Premier League side. We're going to do things as a Premier League side, and we belong to be here. And I think that's almost more important than than anything else he's done to the club. It's almost as if now the entire club acts and behaves as if we are a proper Premier League club. And I think that's absolutely invaluable. Well, I think so. I mean, I'd agree with that. It, it's like it's the it's professional persona, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it, yeah. yeah, and that's what it says. And there's no way we can move forward without doing that. No. Because if, if, if we don't feel we belong here, we're not going to stay here, are we? And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I, the whole thing, isn't it? The believe thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, going back to the, are we happy with a point? I, th- I think we a point will is about okay. You know, it's Old Trafford, but you know they're not playing that well. We've been playing better than we have, you know, in in previous visits. Why not go for all three points? We'll never get a better chance mm. than right now. Never. Mm-hmm. It's funny how things have changed since the last podcast. We're all saying we've no chance against Man United. Yeah, <laughs> but they've not been playing well though, have they? You know, they, uh, when you've seen um, they've got their injury problems. It, if you look at the players that are going to come in for the in- if, if Van Persie doesn't play then they're down to a strike force of Danny Welbeck who I really don't rate I know he played well for England but I really don't think he's he's up Man United standard and Javier Hernandez who I mean have we, have we seen him in the last 12 months Ferguson yeah. obviously doesn't fancy him at the minute no and so I mean that's not it's not a title winning 
front, yeah. front two yeah. that's now, it um, Kagawa's got a lot of praise this season I don't particularly rate him but if he drops out who are they going to bring into midfield you've got Scholes who's you know, he's, he's thirty. Is he thirty-seven now? Giggs, who's the same age, cleverly, who I don't think has improved at all since he since he was at Wigan. I think he's gone backwards. I, yeah, I agree. I think he has gone backwards. But he's not played exactly, yeah. and so it's not. They've not got this, the strength in depth when they used to. They could bring in all number of players and keep the same high standard. Now they just can't do it. Well, that's why he keeps turning back to Scholes because mm-hmm. he hasn't got the strength to survive without it. You, you see, know. when they had Rooney, they had power and pace up front, didn't they? They, they, they haven't got that anymore. No, no he's gone. I don't see anything up front there that will trouble our no. revolutionary back three. I think, <laughs> I think they, they have the capability. I know you can... We've said it now. We've said it now. If you look at it sort of pragmatically, you shouldn't be scared of him. Whereas before, if they had Van Persie and Rooney up front, every right to be scared of that. That's 60 goals, potentially. But now with Hernandez and Welbeck, mm. Gary Caldwell's kept better players than them in his back pocket. Yeah, and we're going to have uh, De Gea in goal as well, aren't they? You know, so we don't send the crosses in. You know, we we don't put the eyeballs into the box, so he'll play him. And I think he's he's um, he's a good keeper, but but he's uh, he's, he's a little bit still learning though. Prone, he's only, yeah. He's only, to, yeah, he's Thank only you, he's Dan. only twenty odd, so yeah. I think yeah. one of the main keys for us is Porsche. You know, if we get him fit and play, you know, with his crosses and yeah. you know, his ability down that side, yeah. I think he's key to our chances. I really do. I'm, but, not, I'm not so sure he'll risk him. I think he'll play Figueroa and, I think he'll and, yeah. and drop out. Yeah. It's, it's a shame because if he go, if he plays Borussia, then he is going for a win. Yeah, hundred percent going for a win. Or if he doesn't, it's, you know, it's a bit more sort of tactical, isn't it? We don't want to do like you know, like on the cloth what Derby did. Oh, we're playing Leeds. We'll put out our strongest team just before going into Europe and we got cropped. So I'd rather Borchardt didn't play and we still got beat and we're only for the rest of the season rather yeah. than bringing him back too soon. And he's, yeah, he's gone. but it depends. Though. I mean, he, he had a, he's got a, he had a turn into a slight turn in his hamstring was yeah. was uh, what it showed on the scan. So it, I suppose it depends how that's. Got to be careful with them as well, isn't it? Oh so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, I mean, reading what Martin has uh, said about it today, saying that. He thinks it's happened because he's rested this summer. Because he's been mm. his first summer off, so he's had a complete rest. Come back to the high intensity training, and and it's gone in pre-season, obviously, and it's uh, it's gone again. So what 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 team what team can we see? Are we going to shape up? Are we going with the same back three as Stoke, or is Alcaraz going to come in? What do we think? I think Alcaraz will come in. I think Alcaraz, Alcaraz comes in. Figure all moves yep. left. Easy. Mm. Gareth, it's obvious, yeah. Yeah, obviously. The, the only way it could, the bench. Yeah. The only way it could be different is if Bossesure's fit. Yeah, I can't see anything. Oh, they have Bossesure on the bench and bring him in just in case for the last twenty minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I never agree with doing that. No. You're fit enough on the bench, you're fit enough to start. No, but if you if you play him, he's injured. Yeah. waste one substitution. If you, he's on the bench, comes on, gets injured, two subs yeah. gone. Does mm. anybody think Ronnie Stan might get a start? We're probably having slightly ropey. Mm. Game, I, no, I, don't, I don't think so. No. I, I think he should make the bench. Cause I wonder if there's any truth in, the, in, in that, that stuff about his contract. And uh, I know we played against Forest, but that wasn't a league game. Things was it? like that are generally done on a season basis, though, so it might have been reset. Yeah. How many, how many appearances is he How many league appearances does he have? 49. I mean, just to explain it, I mean, the rumour is that if, once he hits 50 league appearances, he gets a pair eyes. Mm. And he's mm-hmm. he's never all sorts of stuff goes on, doesn't it? Behind yeah. closed doors, it might, it might do. There's probably only three people who know the truth. Ronnie Stam, Ronnie Stam, his agent, and Jonathan Jackson. Ah, exactly. Ah. So and all of them are here. Irritating. All of them are on here. 
But what percentage of a fair rise is it? A I set don't know. Rise? Mm. I have no idea. It it's just be, the rumour, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be significant rumor. to not play the way. Yeah. If you think he's the best man for the job and you're not playing him, then you're compromising you. I'd be surprised if Martinez has done has dropped him for that reason though oh, yeah. it doesn't seem like the, it seems a bit out of character yeah. I would say yeah. we'd keep pick the yeah. best team regardless yeah. well, I thought it was unfortunate for Stam to get a drop when Boyce came out last year after mm. Boyce's little lad had been ill and he was out of the team I thought Stam did admirably <laughs> but I did I thought he'd done really well, um, well that, that's the thing I, I raised it last season both players playing in that position on the, on the right side of the defence neither of them have really put much of a foot wrong no that's what makes the selection dilemma the, the dilemma mm. rather than just a choice. That again, I mean, Gareth mentioned before about that nine-game run where, at the start of the season where we we we'd, um, suffered all those defeats. We started again just after Christmas, didn't we, with a run of defeats, mm. and Stan was in the team then. And but then we brought in MacArthur, we brought in Maloney, we brought Boise back. Bosajers joined us, and it turned round. It turned round. So maybe I don't know whether. It's just at the back of Martinez's mind that you know he was part of that team that had those bad runs, or, or whether uh, he sees something in training that you know because we're not there during no, training. That's the thing we are, I can't, yeah. Someone someone said it last season. We only see ninety minutes of someone's work. Mm. You know, every two weeks. Was it? Was it you? Yeah, it might have been I thought me, it yeah. might have been. Yeah, but so we only we do only see him for ninety minutes every single week. So there's. We're not in the best position to judge who is the best. No. We can make an informed judgment, but yeah. Martinez sees him week in, every single day. So, you know, he's going to pick a team to beat the opposition. Mm. And whoever he feels is right for that, for the position on the day, is the one he'll pick. You might have shouted at me for this, but I've never actually been a fan. Of who? We're going to have Stamp, no, stamp. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it then, David. Yeah, we were. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a Wigan rugby supporter, really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never been a, a supporter of Stan particularly. No. I mean, he, he, he puts in a solid performance, but that's about it. There's nothing that inspiring about uh, him, you know. He does try and beat people, but he doesn't beat them as, as often as he does, if you get what I mean. Well, I like his attacking option towards Boyce. I mean, Boyce, for me, is a great... I know you love Boyce, and I think he's a great professional and a, a, a prophylactic stalwart. But sometimes his final ball isn't... You know, it hasn't got that quality. Yeah. Well, I think Stam's this. I mean, Stam, for, like Bosseger, I mean, Gareth mentioned Bosseger about his crossing. They're not just like centre forward, you know, aiming for the other yeah, centre yeah. forward. They're coming in at different heights and they're coming low, mm -hmm. mid rift. So difficult for were defenders not, to deal were with. Were they not Boise crosses that Bosajor kept getting on the end of and fluffing in one of the games? Exactly, yeah. yeah. My, my <laughs> yeah. point proven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, Stam, I think Stam is a, Stam's a much better. Attacker, yep. but, but Boyce is the defender. Boyce looks every bit of defender, Boyce and he has the eyes as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Boyce's work rate is better, in my opinion. Yeah, well, Boyce for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thirty-two is not going to go on forever, though, is it? No, yeah, I no. said this last yeah. week, and I felt horrible for doing yeah. it, but I think he needs replacing mm. sooner rather than later. Clank, but not this season. I, I sooner rather than later, yeah. I'm afraid. But not this season. He, no, need, no. I, he needs. You need no, well, it's like, it's like telling your granddad you're too old to play football anymore. It's just, I feel awful saying it, but I just, I yeah, think but he's like how old is Giggs? I know, Giggs but he's a different position. Yeah, but look Giggs at the way that Giggs down the brings on younger players. You know, it's I've said something new. controversial. I think Giggs is, isn't very good. No. I don't think. He's talented, he's got skills in his feet, yeah. but for me, Giggs is no football brain. So, uh, I, I mean, that, I've always thought that. 
talking about United and, and who's good who do we see as their main threat then on Saturday coming from that from that team that was, that was suspecting they're going to be throwing out possibly well, Van Persie missing Kigawa's missing Kigawa Rooney's missing who, who we're going to see as the main threat go on Dan, well I was going to say Van Persie the rumours are that he may start <laughs> touch wood that he doesn't the pa- Van Persie factor could be the big thing uh, the big danger on Saturday I've been worried from corners, mate. I'm village is back into for him. Uh, yeah, and he's he, he's a powerful presence in, in in the opposition box as well, into for set pieces, and, mm. and that'll be a fear for me. One of our ex players has been playing well, though. Antonio Valencia has been doing well. So the words out of my mouth. Exactly who I was going to pick. Yeah. I think he might give both you a bit of a yeah. bit of a going over. But he always looks sad when he plays against us. Oh no, bless him. He obviously <laughs> still, he, he still, he's still looks grateful. Well, he was in a Latic shirt, weren't he, on the, uh, over the pre-season? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. In Algiers, yeah, yeah, playing for Wilson's, one of Wilson's teams. Mm. Yeah. So that was nice to see. Yeah. So, and he kissed the badge as well. For any United fans listening to this, <laughs> he kissed the Latic's badge. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, another person who I've completely forgotten about, who's apparently also injured for Saturday, who's uh, actually young. So there's one less reason for us to get a penalty given against us. Right. We know what yeah. yeah. are like at all traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, I don't think he, he's going to play. I think he's ill. Well, I mean, talking about penalties and decisions, again, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. Mike Oliver, for me, is one of the better referees in the Premier League. I know he's only young. He's only in his 20s. And I know he had a couple of dodgy games early on in his career. But I think he's all right. Well, we did all right when he was refing last season, didn't we? Well, yeah, he refed us five times last season. We never lost. Long so. may that continue. Yeah, long <laughs> may that continue. Right, so I think we'll wrap it up here, unless anybody's got anything pressing to say, any other business, so wanted to mention something. I know we talked about the, the Hillsborough files have been released today, but we thought we'd leave that alone and just uh, digest them a little bit more before we, we brought any comment to it. But um, it's a sad situation that it's taken this long for, for it all to come out. Uh, out of the wash so to speak but we'll uh, we'll leave that for another day so uh, before we finish let's all give a quick prediction for Saturday I'll go first and, and we'll go clockwise round, round the room so I'll go uh, this is Barrett and I'm going to go with a uh, a 1-1 I've gone with the heart prediction this time and I think we're going to come away with a 3-1 win <laughs> which is very much Reliant on United suffering the the injuries and us clicking a little bit. With absolutely no faith, no logic, no reason behind it, I'll go for a one nil away win. I'm going to go along similar lines, but I'm going to say two one away win. My name is Lauro, and I'm going <laughs> oh, for four nil win to yeah. Manchester United. <laughs> but listeners, I haven't got one right this season. <laughs> Good. As I said earlier, I'm going for our first point at Old Trafford, and I think we'll one-one. I think we'll finish at one-one. Right, so uh, pretty me, positive. That. Me and Gareth are both going one-one, and uh, we'd take that one way. I think we'd all take that. Yeah, actually, yeah, take yeah. That. So, I, I think that's more realistic than yeah. that. Well, you never know. Do I you? just fancy it this time. <laughs> yeah, never know. Right, so um, until next time, uh, it's a goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>